video and come. My connection's a little sketchy. Sorry about that. Good evening, guys. Um, <clears throat> sorry it's so late. I just got off work. I've uh, got home a little before 11. So uh, I'll try to make this quick. Tonight I'm going to talk about uh, being complacent and taking things for granted. Uh, we've we've actually had several sermons and teachings about this kind of thing recently, and over the last probably three weeks or so, I've really been jolted. So everything that I'm going to talk about tonight. Is th these are things, again, like I normally do, these are things that I am dealing with personally. Uh, and if I'm dealing with these kind of things, there's got to be somebody else that is too. So uh, I, don't I don't ever want anybody to think that I'm talking about anyone specifically. Usually I'm talking about me because I struggle every day. And uh, sometimes I just need to talk about it to get it off my chest for one. And again... Somebody else, I guarantee you, is dealing with this as well. So in the last three weeks, my job has changed uh, my schedule. I'm now having to work the two to 10 shift. It's caused me to miss uh, help nights. It's causing me to miss Wednesday nights. It's making it very difficult for me to be involved with church like I previously was. And I realize now that I've absolutely been taking for granted my opportunity to attend church every time the doors were open, every time something was going on, I never had to miss previously. And I absolutely took that for granted. And I was very complacent. Uh, there's a saying, you know, you don't know what you have until you, until you lose it. And so let's just think for a second about all the things you may be taking for granted. Your health, your wealth, your wife, your children, uh, your sanity, your relationship with God, your strength, your emotional control or your self-control, your self-esteem, uh, your confidence, maybe your talents, maybe your influence, maybe your safety. There's a lot of things that you can take for granted. Um <clears throat> uh, you know, time is not something that we're guaranteed. And so what kind of things are you taking for granted if you are? Um, you know, it would be a good idea maybe sit and take an inventory of all the things that actually matter to you and that really matter in the long run. And what would that feel like if you didn't have them anymore? And this is not a woe is me, oh, uh, I'm throwing a pity party, I don't get to do the things I want to do anymore. It's not like that. It's This is a real eye-opener because... I was highly involved, still am, but now it's difficult. It's difficult for me to have the opportunities and, and be blessed in a way that I can be there as much as I want to be. And I didn't realize how important it was, sadly, until that schedule was no longer there. So let's talk a little bit about complacency. Complacency is it's basically the equivalent of being ungrateful is what it is. Uh, it's the absence of gratitude. It, it's basically apathy. It's, it's, you're neither grateful nor ungrateful. You, you take things totally for granted. You're just complacent. You're just kind of, huh, it's just what I do. It's just a thing that I have. You know, I flip the light switch and the lights come on. How many people 
I've done, I do this every time. If your electricity goes out at your home and you don't have a backup generator, how many of you have ever gone to a room and flipped the light switch just assuming the light's going to come on? You're like, oh yeah, what an idiot. I don't have the electricity's out. So we take things for granted so quickly. It's just human nature. And it's, we have to be, we need to be very careful and pay attention to those kinds of things, especially when they matter as much as our relationship with God, our time with our church family, the amount of time and energy that we get to invest in our relationship with God, um, you know, going to church, being involved in ministry, spending time with our wives, spending time with our kids, spending time reading the Word of God. All those things matter so much. The actual definition of complacency is a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. Synonyms are smugness, self-satisfaction, I would say self-righteousness, self-approval. Those kinds of things, none of those are good. The Bible teaches against all of those things. In Proverbs one thirty-two and 33, it says, For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So it doesn't get any more straightforward than that. If you're overly simplistic and you're complacent, that's not a good combination. First uh, Corinthians 10 and 12 says, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. So they said, you know, pride comes before fall. So make sure that you're not so comfortable that you take for granted all of these things. So just as an example, things that are going on right now in the world, the people of Israel on October the 6th, I'm sure they went to bed feeling pretty safe. They had the Iron Dome. They had their border wall. They had their guard stationed at their border. I wonder how they felt on the 7th when they were attacked on the 7th. Murdered, raped, tortured. It's continuing. It's going on right now. At this very moment, how many of them were probably complacent? I mean, that even the military was caught off guard by the, by the size of the attack. There had to be some complacency there. I'm not blaming them. It's a terrible thing, and it's not their fault. But it still happened. So how many of them, you know, assumed they would wake up on Saturday in the same comfort, in the same comfortable bed they went to sleep on, went to sleep in on Friday night? You may not have the, uh, the opportunity to attend church the next time the doors are open due to you know, events that are totally outside of your control or your job or whatever. But if, you're, if your work schedule allows you to attend, then you need to be there. there. There's not a good excuse. I mean, there's an occasional vacation here and there with your family to do things like that. But on a week-to-week basis, if, if you are not required to miss because of your job and taking care of feeding your family... You don't, you don't need to miss. You just don't. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to go to church. You are blessed with the opportunity to attend church. I don't have to say anything specific, but you know in your heart if you're missing because you legitimately cannot be there or if you simply don't feel like being there. And some, you know, some of you say, well, I work 70 hours a week and I'm tired. You know what? It's okay to be tired. Jesus got tired. John four, four through six. This is when he's going to meet the woman at the well. He said, uh, it says that now he had gone through Samaria. 
So he came to a town in Samaria called uh, Sychar. I think that's how you say it. I'm terrible with these names. Near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon, so it was probably pretty hot. He walked everywhere, everywhere that he went. He's tired. He sat out. But while he was sitting there, he ministered to the woman at the well. And we know how that goes. I won't go through that whole story. But it's okay to get tired. There's a difference between being tired and being, being weary and being weak. Just because you're tired doesn't mean that you're weak. Something that's weak is easily broken. It's easily bent. It's easily strained. It's, you know, it, it, it doesn't have a lot of resiliency. But you can be tired and still be strong especially emotionally, physically, spiritually. Bodybuilders, when they go to the gym and they work out and they do a workout there and it's hard, that doesn't mean they're weak. That means that they are tired. They're weary. They have done a lot of work. That's okay. The next day they're going to wake up and they're going to be stronger than they were before. So it's okay to be it's okay to get weary. It's okay to get tired, but it's not okay to quit. And it's not okay to, to be weak, spiritually weak. And when you do not, when you're not involved with the kingdom of God and you're not working for him, you're going to get spiritually weak. It's just a fact. If you don't lift weights, you lose your muscle. If you don't jog, then you can't, your endurance is not going to be any good. Uh, it's just, if you don't read your Bible, you're not going to be knowledgeable. I mean, you just like uh, Brother Kenny is going to welding school. If he doesn't practice, he's not going to get very good at welding. And if he, say he welds for a while, and then, you know, well, and he decides he doesn't want to do that, and he doesn't weld for 15 years, it's very, it's highly unlikely that he's going to pick it back up and be perfect the first time if he goes a long time without doing it. It's just not everything's like riding a bike, okay? So you need to, you need to make sure that you're staying on top of things. So, but outside of being tired, you know, do you think Jesus got tired when they nearly flogged him to death, then forced, forced him to carry that cross? And he did it anyway. Did it for me, did it for you, did it for all of us. I seriously doubt that he was physically or emotionally at his best at that moment. He was, a, he was near death and he did it anyway. He did it in spite of that. So as men, Jesus Christ is our example. We should hold ourselves to the highest standard that we can manage. Make the sacrifices that are necessary and actively work and be a part of working in the kingdom of God. Uh, warming a pew is not the goal. It's, I mean, that's the beginning. It's only a starting point. But, you know, getting on a pew, getting involved in a group or a ministry, educating yourself, teaching others, ministering to other people, witnessing to people, telling your testimony. Yeah, those are the things that matter. But you need, you have to get there first. You got to be there. So continually better that requires us to give meaningful effort every time we are blessed with the opportunity. So, like I said, you don't have to go to church. It's not like you're a kid and you wake up every Sunday morning, your grandma or your mom or your dad makes you go every week. It's because you wake up and you say, and you think to yourself, I have the opportunity to be involved with ministry and to go to my church and fellowship with uh, my brothers and sisters and get stronger and support one another and receive encouragement and give encouragement I am blessed to have that opportunity and I'm going to take advantage of it because I might not get it again. So God doesn't give us, and also God doesn't give us the, the opportunities for ministry and work when it's convenient for us or our schedule. 
He orchestrates events the way he sees fit, and his plans are not contingent on whether or not we agree with his schedule. That's not the way that it works. We are supposed to have a servant's heart. We are supposed to walk in God's will, not ours. It's not about us. It's about God. It's not about me, not about you, not about any of us. It's about reaching souls for God and seeing lives changed. We, we, we said that we want the hard cases, but you're not going to help the hard cases easily. It's never Something that's worth having is not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice on every one of our parts. That's just the way that it works. So if you, if you want biblical proof that you need to attend church, you need to be involved with your, you know, with your church community, here it is, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds not forsaking our meetings together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. So it says, I mean, it's in black and white right there. That is the amplified version. I like that version because it explains it a little bit. It, it expands on it just a little bit to explain better what it's saying, but it's basically saying you need to meet with your brothers and sisters. You need to come together you need to fellowship with one another, learn from one another, encourage one another, receive encouragement from them. And you can't do that if, if you're finding something else that's more important or if you're just slacking off or you know what you're doing. If you can be there, be there. If you're working, you know, that's fine. That is, I'm not knocking anybody. I've been missing because I'm working. That's not something that's under your control and every man has to work and take care of his family. But find your time with God. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter. If you're out of town and you have the opportunity to, to, to attend church, you just don't have the opportunity to come back to your home church, whether it's Covenant Church or not, that's irrelevant. It's not about the building. It's not about the specific location. It's about you and your relationship with God. If you're working out of town and you're off on a Sunday, but you don't have time to come home, find you a church. Watch online, uh, get a YouTube video of a preacher that you, or a pastor that you like, that, that you can watch and have your time with God, whether you're, you know, whether you're with your church family or not. The way that technology is today, there's, there's no reason that you don't have, the, that you would claim to not have the opportunity to spend time with God or to at least fellowship online. I mean, there's a way to do that. Uh, we have people, we have the family, uh, Asher's family, and uh, all the way across the globe on the other side of the world, faithfully watch every single week. There's people all over the country that watch. So the resources are there. The opportunity is there. And if you're able-bodied and you're, you know, you're available and you know whether or not you are, you need to be involved with your church and working for the kingdom of God. That's just, it's just a fact. It's biblical. It's instruction that we receive straight out of the Bible. And I, I don't know what else to say past that. All I can say is that recently, uh, in the months leading up to this change in my job, I have absolutely been guilty of being complacent, of taking uh, my opportunities for granted. Uh, it's shameful. 
and uh, I'm going to keep doing as much as I can do and the whole time praying that God will open a door and and uh, make it so that I can come back with a new appreciation for what I had. Uh, but either way, I still have this group. I've still got uh, Facebook and YouTube videos that I can watch of my church and my church family. And uh, I, have this I, I have this group for sure, and I love this group. I love these videos. I love being able to interact with you guys. It never fails when I get on Committed Man and I watch a video. It some Whoever was speaking absolutely says something that I needed to hear. Not that I always want to hear it. 90% of the time, it steps all over my toes and makes me feel about this tall because I just did what they said. You know, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I probably just got through doing that. So uh, this group is real. We talk about things that matter. We talk about things that are serious. Um, I've already gone longer than I said I would, but... Uh, I had to make sure and, and correct myself, uh, you know, enough because I, I, I seriously have had a, a big wake up call over the last three or four weeks. And, uh, so if you guys haven't seen me around, that's where I'm at. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. I just, uh, can't do as much as I, as I used to do. Uh, so I love you guys. I hope this helps somebody. Um, like I said, I needed to hear it. So Figure someone else did too. Uh, hopefully I will see you guys. Well, it won't be Wednesday. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys on, uh, on Sunday morning. Love y'all. Good night.